1: Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again
0: made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. This is the best of the Mark Levin Show. Happy New Year. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Is Nancy Pelosi a leper, Mr. Producer? What's going on with her nose there? Well, just an observation. The rule of law. What is the highest law in the United States? What's the highest law in the United States? It's the Constitution. Is it what the House of Representatives says it is? No. Is it what Congress says it is? No. It's the Constitution. Everybody who works in the federal government, everybody who's elected to public office, everybody who's appointed to public office, takes an oath to comply with the United States Constitution. They must comply with our founding governing law. And every person who works for the federal government, elected or otherwise, either adheres to that law or is violating that law. The Democrats in the House of Representatives are violating the Constitution. They are not the highest law in the land. The Constitution is the highest law in the land. And you shouldn't be terribly surprised. They come from very, very left-wing metropolitan areas, And they've come up through these various one-party systems that have political bosses and so forth. Nancy Pelosi. Gerald Nadler. Adam Schiff. Maxine Waters. Those are their masters. The radical left bosses in these communities. Every one of these communities. Nadlers. Schiff's. Waters, Pelosi, so forth, are part of sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities are openly in defiance of federal law. They are nullifying federal immigration law. They are not complying with the United States Constitution. And in this, they are supported by Pelosi and Nadler and Waters and Schiff. They're obstructing federal law enforcement like ICE. They're giving sanctuary to criminals who are violating federal law of one sort or another. And today they are announcing that the President of the United States should be impeached because he's abusing power and obstructing them. Congress. And yet the President is not obstructing Congress. The United States Senate is not even involved in any of this. The Republicans reject to a man and a woman what the Democrats are doing. The President of the United States is refusing to weaken the office of the presidency and the executive branch and write out of the Constitution Article 2 to accommodate one faction, one party, in one part of the Congress president of the United States is not obstructing Congress. He is engaging and confronting the Democrats in the House of Representatives. The president of the United States is not abusing power. There literally isn't a single eyewitness to the president's abuse of power. There literally isn't a shred of reliable, first-hand documentation that the President of the United States has abused power. And yet these members of the House, these Democrats who control these hardcore sanctuary cities, nullification, obstructing of federal law, little fiefdoms, their cities, are accusing the President of this. The Constitution, as I said, is the highest law in the land. Treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. In the, two char- <laughs> Excuse me, in the two charges that Nadler has laid out, abuse of power, and obstruction of Congress, it says everything you need to know. That the headline isn't, The president is accused of a high crime or misdemeanor. That the president isn't accused of treason or bribery. Try as they might, try as they might, with professors and lawyers giving each other's opinions and bureaucrats from the State Department, try as they might, they couldn't make their case under the impeachment clause of the Constitution. Abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, in other words, refusing to comply without challenge, without court review, to subpoenas, scores and scores of subpoenas issued by Democrat partisan chairman of committees who don't even accept federal law when it comes to immigration or other federal laws, Who support nullification and sanctuary cities. Leading the charge against the President of the United States. Who is not only complying with the law. He's following past President of other Presidents of both parties. And more than both parties. Of all parties in the past. Who are trying to protect the authority that the Constitution grants their branch of government. Literally every single... Man who has served in the Oval Office could be said to have abused power and obstructed Congress by the opposite party controlling the House of Representatives. Literally every single man who has sat in that office and before, before there was a White House, could be accused of an impeachable offense. Every single one of them. Now let's put in context... ...what is being said about this president... ...by the Sanctuary City Nullification Democrats... ...and their media friends. Let's put it in some context. They are lying about what the president said in his phone call... They are rejecting all contrary evidence, including from the President of Ukraine. But let us say the President of the United States did everything they accuse him of. It still would not be a high crime and misdemeanor, or treason or bribery. Barack Obama followed a long line, a long line presidents, Democrat presidents, and one Republican, apparently should have been impeached. His IRS went after American citizens, Tea Party and others, and yet he was not subjected to an investigation. He was not subjected to a special counsel. His FBI went after press organizations, the Associated Press, the Washington Post, Fox News, among others, but they still love him. They still love him. He defied Congress and issued a fiat legislating from the Oval Office, which is how we got DACA and the Dreamers. But the Democrats in Congress were not all that concerned about their authority under Article I then, were they? Abuse of power. Abuse of power. When it comes to issuing fiats dressed up as executive orders, nobody was more aggressive than Barack Obama in terms of abuse of power. Barack Obama refused to enforce our immigration laws. Abuse of power. Obstructing Congress. President of the United States had a phone call. The internment of 120,000 Japanese Americans, Americans of Japanese descent, infamous, upheld by the Supreme Court in the Korematsu case, 1942, was a military order, 9066, 9066. Now what did it do? American citizens of Japanese heritage and other Japanese here illegally were forcibly removed from their homes and moved to internment camps in the interior of the country from the West Coast. They lost their businesses, they lost their homes, they lost their property. Americans of Italian and German ancestry were also targeted. 11,000. German ancestry were interned. 3,000 Italians, some Jews, were sent to refugee camps too. There were 10 of these camps across the country. They called them relocation centers in Arkansas, California, Idaho, Utah, Wyoming, and Colorado. <laughs> Now let's put things in perspective. When Donald Trump issued an executive order, a lawful executive order, extremely similar to an executive order that his predecessor, Barack Obama, had issued, focused on countries that were at that, that were breeding terrorists and had horrific civil wars taking place and were majority muslim and he put a six month moratorium in place in order so that we could vet the individuals trying to come to this country so we knew who was coming in order to protect this country he was accused of the worst kind of racism including by federal courts Remember, the Supreme Court issued the Korematsu decision upholding what FDR did. Donald Trump didn't round up Muslim Americans or Americans of Muslim descent. Donald Trump didn't prevent Muslims from the vast majority of the world coming into this country, including from countries that have the largest Muslim populations in the world. And The very people who support FDR today consider him the greatest president ever. The same federal judges appointed by Obama accused Trump of racism, of targeting Muslims. So they issued another executive order, and this was upheld. The internment of Japanese Americans Americans of Japanese descent. Franklin Roosevelt unleashed the Internal Revenue Service against his political opponents, like Obama, Moses Annenberg, who owned the Philadelphia Inquirer, which at the time supported Republican candidates, found himself in a horrific internal revenue audit, trying to put him in prison. Gannett was targeted by the IRS at the direction of Eleanor Roosevelt, faced a horrific tax audit. Andrew Mellon, the Treasury Secretary under Calvin Coolidge. A very wealthy man, a very honorable man. He was targeted by the Roosevelt Internal Revenue Service. For ten years he was audited. And they found nothing. Huey Long, who Roosevelt considered a threat on his left governor then senator of Louisiana was subjected to an FBI investigation of course he was assassinated in the state capitol before they finished the FBI Franklin Roosevelt tried to pack the Supreme Court nobody ever talked about impeaching Franklin Roosevelt and the Democrat party is a hero of the Democrats Did Donald Trump do anything of the sort that Franklin Roosevelt did? Nothing. This is all, by the way, an unfreedom of the press. What about John Kennedy before he was horrifically assassinated? What about John Kennedy? He had a man over there at the Internal Revenue Service who they would call on the phone and get files from the Internal Revenue Service on their political opponents or organizations that opposed them and bring them to the president. And some of those files were leaked to Newsweek, where Ben Bradley worked before he moved over to the Washington Post that was owned by Newsweek. And John Kennedy used to talk about the Internal Revenue Service and The filings of others like John Paul Getty. This information will be pushed out into the media or used against his political opponents. Was that an impeachable offense? I've got more. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Lovin.
0: As the new year begins, Hillsdale College thanks you for your loyalty to freedom. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of Liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive Primus for free every month, or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses, or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money, Now, this independence allows the college to focus on its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without government interference. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the rest of the country. Happy New Year from Hillsdale College. And to learn more, visit LevinforHillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. This is Mark Levin wishing you a happy new year. Now back to the best of me. If I have been testifying, these are some of the things you would have heard. These are some of the things you would have heard. Lyndon Johnson could have been impeached, been impeached for multiple violations, abuses of power. He used the IRS more than Kennedy did against his political opponents. He actually had the CIA spying on some of his domestic opponents. He had the FBI wiretap as vice president, who was running for president at the time, to see what his private positions were on the Vietnam War. When he was running for president in 1964, he had his political opponents' headquarters, Barry Goldwater's, tapped by the FBI and the CIA, He had the civil rights representatives at the 1968 convention, Democrat convention. He had their hotel rooms tapped. And he became a multi, multi millionaire while a United States senator. I'm not done. You're listening to the best of the Mark Levin Show. Happy New Year.
1: Mark Levin says today what the backbenchers will repeat tomorrow. Call Mark at 877-381-3811.
0: We've got a ways to go as we plow through this, and I think it's very important. Facts, knowledge, experience, and history can't be done in three minutes. By the way, American financing truly is a company that is dedicated to making the entire mortgage process easier. I can't say that enough. They write every loan type in the industry. They offer a digital mortgage product so you can apply online anytime from anywhere. It's very fast and convenient. I also like that they don't charge upfront fees and you don't have to pay to qualify like you do with other mortgage companies. Best of all, because they have salary-based mortgage consultants, they're never any high-pressure salesman. They're a dream to work with, whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance. So why not take just 10 minutes out of your busy day and see what they can do for you? Even if you already own a home, even if you think you're set, it may be a good time for you to call and see if you can refinance to a lower rate. It could mean a lower monthly mortgage payment and tens of thousands of dollars in overall savings. It's worth the call could be money in your pocket. So make the call right now. They're there. 888-900-1828. That's their number. 888-900-1828. Apply online, if you like, at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, org. In the case of Donald Trump, Nancy Pelosi, the Democrats, and the media... Have been desperately searching for something to hang their hats on to try and convince the American people that Donald Trump is an illegitimate president who should be removed from office. This Iron Triangle has done more damage to this country in the last three years than any of our overseas enemies. The Democrat Party, the Democrat Party media and those in the bureaucracy who have sought to take out this president have done more damage to this country than any of our foreign enemies because as so many great men and women once said, Jefferson, Lincoln, Joseph Story, so many more. If America is to be defeated, it will be defeated from within. The allegations against the president are laughable. They are preposterous, which is why we get speeches from law professors, speeches from former federal prosecutors and judges. Let us continue down history's lane. Lyndon Johnson would become one of the wealthiest men to ever serve in the Oval Office. When he got elected to the House of Representatives, he was one of the poorest men in Congress. As is written in a book about presidents, how they doubt charges of misconduct, there are so many great authors. Unlike his predecessor in the White House, who had inherited his money, Johnson amassed his riches almost entirely while he was in public office, mainly after he entered the Senate and began his rise to national power in 1948. To what extent the Johnsons enjoyed their prosperity, built as it was upon favorable rulings by the Federal Communications Commission because of the senator's political prominence, would take, as one newspaper noted in 1964, a subtle scientist to measure precisely. But the matter unquestionably invited a great deal of conjecture. I'll sum it up for you this way. The Johnsons acquired a radio station and a television station in Austin, Texas. And during the time that he had this television station, the FCC did not permit any competitors, Mr. Producer. What do you make of that? What do you make of that, folks? And how did he get this radio and TV station? Yet they talk about the emoluments clause when it comes to Trump, a self-made multi-billionaire, and they want his tax returns. They never wanted Johnson's tax returns. They never wanted Kennedy's tax returns. Oh, my goodness, what that might show. They never wanted Franklin Roosevelt's tax returns. They really never wanted anybody else's tax returns but Trump's. Because he's a super wealthy man, a self-made man. They mock him. And they want to humiliate him and embarrass him. It's the only reason they want his tax returns. So they can bring in some leftist who's an accountant. Now what about the great Abraham Lincoln? And I would argue that he was great. He was one of the greatest... But there was a civil excuse me, civil war. And some very nasty things happened during a civil war. As pointed out in the same book, from the outset Lincoln dealt harshly with the enemy in the rear, with what he called a most efficient corps of spies and former suppliers and aiders and abettors. The rebellion who took advantage of liberty of speech, he said, liberty of the press and habeas corpus. To disrupt the Union war effort. And by the way, he was right about that. But he suspended the writ of habeas corpus. Only Congress can do that. Abuse of power? destruction of Congress? Is that what we hear when we talk about Abraham Lincoln? Of course not. And Lincoln openly defended an invasion of civil liberties contending that strict measures were imperative if the laws of the union and free freedom itself were to survive the war in 1862 lincoln centralized jurisdiction over internal security matters in secretary of state william uh, i mean uh, St- uh, stanton's war department to deal with such matters stanton created a corps of civilian provost marshals but allowed them too much independence in policing and jailing alleged disloyalists. And their zealous far-ranging operations led to widespread criticism of Lincoln. At the same time, Stanton empowered Army officers to apprehend anyone who discouraged volunteering or otherwise helped the enemy. And he got up dragnets in which state militia, home guards, police chiefs, and vigilantes all participated. All told, some 13,000 people most of them anti-war Democrats, were seized and imprisoned under Stanton's authority. The outcry against arbitrary arrests, most of it from anti-war Democrats, was so strident that Lincoln and Stanton both tried to restrain excessive use of power whenever they could. Both speedily ordered the release of people unwarrantably arrested, especially political prisoners. The most controversial military arrest was that of Clement L. Vallanding him, Valending him, an Ohioan, a leading anti-war Democrat. In 1863, he stumped Ohio denouncing the draft, the despotism of the Lincoln government, and the war itself, calling for a negotiated peace with the Confederacy. During one of his orations, an officer in civilian dress, detailed from General Burnside's headquarters leaned against the platform taking notes. Three days later, the army arrested him. He was a member of Congress. He was a member of Congress. Clearly in the complex, although Lincoln actually may have regretted the arrest, he refused to pardon him, instead offering him banishment to the Confederacy. Clearly, in the complex area of internal security, in the midst of a civil war, government agents often confused anti-war rhetoric for traitorous designs. They write, and innocent people suffered. So he was banished to the Confederacy. Abuse of power, obstruction of Congress. Want to hear more? How about the Alien and Sedition Acts? John Adams and his party. Let's focus on the sedition part. Because Woodrow Wilson would do the same thing in 1917. We talk about the Espionage Act. Well, the Espionage Act of 1917 was expanded. Was amended. To do what Adams did. Well, what did Adams do? Adams shut down some newspapers and arrested some journalists who were critical of him and his government. You would say that's a founding father. Well, they were learning their way. But that resulted in a landslide for Jefferson and his party, ultimately, after they duped it out with Hamilton and the others in the House of Representatives, a side note that I won't get into right now. Adams and his party were swept from office. You see, ladies and gentlemen, abuse of power and obstruction can occur from the legislature can occur in our cities, can occur for members of Congress. Woodrow Wilson, a great hero of the progressives, was a raging segregationist and racist. He resegregated the civil service, such as it was. But he was a bigot, flat out. He was born in Virginia, raised in Virginia even though he wound up president of Princeton University. And he shut down newspapers and put socialists in prison who disagreed with him, even though he was one effectively himself. So I could go on and on about the history of various presidents, but when the Democrats in this House say they're going to impeach President Trump because obstruction of Congress, when in fact he's not obstruct Congress. When the Democrats are one party in the House and they don't represent Congress. And their subpoenas are being dealt with lawfully, as past presidents have dealt with them. And have litigated these issues. And when the Democrats in the House accuse the President of abusing power because, among other things, he has a phone call with another head of state who denies the elements that the Democrats insist on. You can see, folks, that it is the Democrats in the House who believe they are the law, that they are above the Constitution, that are concocting a case against a sitting president They have been concocting cases against this sitting president from the beginning. They have violated attorney-client privilege. They have violated executive privilege. They have violated separation of powers. They're more than happy to use the IRS. They're trying to get the president's tax returns, his banking information. And when he objects and when he fights them in court, they claim he's covering up. He's obstructing them. But these are supposed to be legislators, ladies and gentlemen. Not rogue political investigators. But that's what they are. So essentially, if the President of the United States doesn't surrender the power of the executive branch and the office of the presidency. If the President of the United States doesn't surrender the rights of a president and future presidents. To rogue Democrats in the House of Representatives. He's going to be impeached. Abuse of power, they say. They say he was trying to interfere with the 2020 election. Because he asked about the Bidens and whether the Ukrainians would assist the Attorney General. It's an amazing thing. Amazing thing. They're interfering with the 2020 election. They've been interfering with the 2020 election since the end of the 2016 election. They've used the criminal system. They've used state attorneys general. They've used a district attorney in New York. They've used committees of Congress. They used a special counsel. They used their friends in the media. The entire purpose is to delegitimize this president and his voters and to interfere with the 2020 election. It was their hero, Barack Obama, whose FBI interfered in the 2016 election. It's their hero, Barack Obama, who failed to stop the Russians from interfering in our election. Or the Ukrainians, or the North Koreans, or the Chinese, or the Iranians. It's their hero, Barack Obama. Under whom? All this corruption with the FISA courts and worse took place. The victim, the victim is the man they seek to impeach. I'll be right back. As the new year begins, Hillsdale College thanks you for your loyalty to freedom. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of Liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive primus for free every month, or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses, or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money— Now, this independence allows the college to focus on its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without government interference. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the rest of the country. Happy New Year from Hillsdale College. And to learn more, visit LevinforHillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. This is the best of the Mark Levin Show. Happy New Year. Just to reiterate, Nancy Pelosi, in fact, all the people standing up from these committee chairmen, behind Nadler and behind Schiff, as they announced that they were going to have two articles of impeachment, every one of them come from sanctuary cities. Every one of them support the nullification of federal law while they talk about the rule of law and abuse of power. Every one of them are obstructing statutes Congress in the past has passed and presidents have signed. They are obstructing federal law enforcement, specifically ICE, in their responsibilities to protect us from illegal alien criminals. And they dare to stand up there and lecture us about the rule of law and the Constitution. They seek to replace their own power, their own fiats, their own corrupt hearings. They seek to use those to replace our Constitution. An impeachment can be unconstitutional. This is an unconstitutional impeachment. If the House makes unconstitutional demands, subpoenas, violates separation of powers, attacks Article II and the authority of a president, rejects the notion of separation of powers, rejects precedential decisions by courts on executive privilege, Yes, the House of Representatives under the Democrats can be conducting themselves in an unconstitutional way. And for those clowns who dress up as legal analysts because various cable channels decide to call them legal analysts, tell you that the House is free to do whatever it wants to do. They reject our Constitution. They have no idea what they're talking about. None. None whether it's the impeachment clause or any other clause of the Constitution. The framers of your Constitution did not create any branch with illimitable power to destroy another branch. And that's exactly what you're witnessing today. The people who are violating the Constitution, the people who are abusing power, are the people in the Democrat Party and the media who seek to destroy this president.
1: He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact
0: with our leader, Mark love Mark Levin. This is Mark Levin wishing you a Happy New Year. Now back to the best of me. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. You know, the media are taking a beating from you, the American people. Washington's taking a beating from you, the American people. You see, the media and our politicians in Washington take you and me for granted. They really think we're foolish. We have these phony moderate Democrats who lied in order to get elected in these Trump districts who are now dramatically after great thought, concluding that they will vote for impeachment. They must, for the good of the country. They cannot sit by and allow our national security, our foreign policy, to be the plaything of a a radical president. And you're going to see the vast majority of these frauds vote for impeachment. That's what you're going to see. And there's even been positioning on this. The House of Representatives, last November, then later in January when they were sworn in, was taken over by the Democrats. And they immediately moved. They planned up to that point and immediately moved for this moment. Scores and scores of subpoenas covering everything imaginable against the president, his family, his businesses, his... His staff, his former staffers. Now I'm going to tell you something. Just underscore a point we've talked about before. What the Democrats in the House have done with a fairly slim majority of 31 is forever destroyed the impeachment process, undermine the separation of powers process, and will forever divide this country in ways that we've never seen before, perhaps the Civil War and the 1960s riots. But they have routinized, made routine, what used to be considered a very grave act, the impeachment of a president. And this has been Pelosi's project, despite her early admonitions against it. She's a radical leftist from San Francisco, that's all she knows. That's who she is. She's arrogant. She's hateful. She's power hungry. And we the people are going to have to watch this. Because this is going to go on. And this is why I said the very next Democrat president who's elected must be treated exactly the same way. It is the only way to stop it. Or to curtail it. It's the only way. They put out almost 700 pages today. Now, ladies and gentlemen, they ended their so-called impeachment inquiry in the House of Representatives late last week. They must have done a lot of writing over the weekend, Mr. Producer. This has been in the works a long time. And they have these generalized articles, abuse of power and obstruction of justice, and then they create these particularized, incoherent arguments about bribery and wire fraud and as they try and build a case around their imagined violations. They accuse the president of obstruction when he seeks judicial review. Judicial review goes back to the beginning of this republic. They have subpoenaed individuals around the president that any president would assert executive privilege to protect. He's trying to protect the office of the president. And they have sought through secondhand testimony, policy disagreements with State Department bureaucrats, among others, and a phony whistleblower who was told, I am convinced, to file under the whistleblower statute so they could give him cover, shift cover, and shift staff cover, as well as his lawyer who supported a coup and the impeachment of the president in the first month of his presidency, which they've been permitted to do because of the media and others. a damn shame. I want to circle back to something and then we'll plow ahead. I'm going to give you some history lessons that I think you'll think are fascinating under the, these circumstances that provide some context about how ridiculous it is to be impeaching a president over this phone call. But if it wasn't this it would be something else. That's the point ladies and gentlemen. That's the point. This FISA report Almost 500 pages. Supports a position I have taken for two and a half going on three years soon based on media reports. Now I know there are shows on Fox and shows elsewhere where they claim that they, they broke this. I can tell you, because millions and millions of you, you were here on the radio when I did it, that it was very early in March when I pulled all these news articles together in 2017, And laid out the case that the media were laying out because the media were serving as uh, assistance to these felonious leakers out of the FBI. And I pulled them together. For which I was attacked by none other than, well, by many so-called journalists, including Brian Stelter, who said, you can't prove that there was a FICE application. Of course, I couldn't prove it. It was in the newspaper. But he ignored it, and then he attacked me and sought me to, to find independent support for it. Really remarkably stupid. To this day, he's never acknowledged it. He's a fraud. So, uh, do I have time to begin this, Mr. Producer, or should we wait after the break? Let's get started. This is, uh, what is the date? Do you recall? March 5th, 2017, that Sunday, on Fox and Friends Sunday, and actually uh, it was on March 2nd on my radio show on that Thursday before where I pulled all this together. But here we go. Go ahead. The evidence is overwhelming. This is not about President Trump's tweeting. This is the Obama administration's spying. And the question isn't whether it's spied. We know they went to the FISA court twice. The question is, who did they spy on? The extent of the spying. That is... The Trump campaign, the Trump transition, Trump surrogates, and I want to walk you through this, the American people. Exhibit one. Exhibit one. This is all public. Head Street. Two separate sources with links to the counterintelligence community have confirmed that the FBI sought and was granted a Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act court. This is spying. Uh, In October, giving counterintelligence permission to examine the activity of, quote, U.S. persons in Donald Trump's campaign with ties to Russia. Let me go on. This isn't me. They say the first FISA request, sources say named Trump, was denied back in June, denied by the court. Mm -hmm. But the second was drawn more narrowly and was granted in October after evidence was presented of a server possibly related to the Trump campaign and its alleged links to two banks. Now, sources suggest that a FISA warrant was granted to look at the full content of emails, and other related documents that may concern U.S. persons. Now, I know people are hung up with Trump's word wiretapping, Well, how'd they get access to this server information? Does it really matter if it was wiretapping, electronic surveillance, or whatever it was? Exhibit 2, The Guardian, a well-known right-wing British paper. Here it is, uh, quote, The Guardian has learned the FBI applied for a warrant from the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court over the summer in order to monitor four members of the Trump team suspected of irregular contacts with russian officials keep in mind this is during a presidential election the sitting president the incumbent party is now investigating the presidential candidate of the republican party and his campaign to some extent the fisa court turned down the application asking fbi counterintelligence investigators to narrow its focus according to one report the fbi was finally granted a warrant in october Exhibit three, McClatchy, another well-known right-wing newspaper. Here they have the agency's headline, FBI, five other agencies, five other Obama administration agencies pro-possible covert Kremlin aid to Trump. The FBI and five other law enforcement intelligence agencies have collaborated for months in an investigation into Russian attempts to influence the November election, including whether money from Kremlin uh covertly aided presidential-elect donald trump two people familiar with the matter said the agencies involved in the inquiry are the fbi the cia the nsa the justice department the treasury department's financial crimes enforcement network and representatives of the director of the national intelligence are you telling me barack obama didn't know it was Mark, going as on in six go, agencies as you hold go on hold on, on. how are hold you on. on okay keep going i'm not done i need to make the case <laughs> Because the media seems to be confused about their own reporting. New York Times, another well-known liberal outlet, intercepted Russian communications part of inquiry into Trump Associates January 19. The FBI is leading the investigations aided by the NSA, the CIA, Treasury Department's financial crimes unit. The investigators have accelerated their efforts in recent weeks, but have found no exclusive ev- conclusive evidence or wrongdoing. Listen to this. One official said intelligence reports based on some of the wiretap communications have been provided to the White House. This is the New York Times. Another right wing outlet.
2: Another right wing outlet. Let's continue.
0: (laughs) New York Times again. NSA gets more latitude to share intercepted communications. In the final days of the Obama administration, uh, the administration has expanded the power of the NSA to share globally intercepted personal communications. With the government's 16 other intelligence agencies before applying privacy protections now why would they do this on the way out the door well march one exhibit six obama administration rushed to preserve intelligence of russian election hacking in the obama administration's last days listen to this some white house officials scrambled to spread information about russian efforts to undermine the presidential election and about possible contacts between associates of President-elect Trump and Russians across the government. I'm not done. <laughs> Exhibit 7, New York Times. Flynn is said to have talked to Russians about sanctions Trump took office. Well, where'd they get this information? Well, Mark, you know, the FISA court, they're always monitoring the, uh, the uh, Russian ambassador and so forth. How do we know that? Maybe they are, maybe they're not. But there's an awful lot of other activity. Sure. Here we have Washington Post. One more. Washington Post, March 2nd. U.S. investigators have examined contacts Attorney General Sessions had with Russian officials during the time he was advising Donald Trump's campaign. The focus of the U.S. counterintelligence investigation has been on communication between Trump campaign officials mm-hmm. in Russia. Listen to this. The inquiry involving Sessions is examining his contacts while serving as Trump's foreign policy advisor in the spring and summer of 2016. This has been going on for a year.
2: How confident are you that this new, this investigation, which was on Russian, so-called Russian hacking, but now the White House says this morning will be broadened to looking into executive overreach. How confident are you they will find something there?
0: I don't know, but they already found something. The issue isn't whether the Obama administration spied on the Trump campaign or transition or certain of its surrogates. The issue is the extent of it. Mm -hmm. They went into court a second time. They were so aggressive. They waited four or five months They go back in October, weeks before the general election. They narrow their request. All of a sudden, we have leaks coming out on Flynn. Then we have a a horrible meeting that took place between sessions and so forth. And I'm telling you, as a former chief of staff, to an attorney general of the United States in the Reagan administration, these are police state tactics. Now, what did Barack Obama know? He knew everything I just read to you apart apart from one or two articles. You know how I know? It's in the newspapers. It's right there. So, Barack Obama not only knew this, but he gets a daily intelligence briefing. And let me tell you something about daily intelligence briefings. If your attorney general and your FBI is going to the FISA court yep. to get a warrant to investigate aspects of an opposition party in the middle of a general election campaign, how much do <coughs> you want to bet the president of the United States knew that? I don't want Read to bet. Read his opinion. opinion. I'm live now as you listen to this. It was about seven minutes. And as you listened to us going through the FISA report the other day, I want you to think about this. Barack Obama and Joe Biden have never been held to account for any of this. Meanwhile, their party is impeaching Donald Trump, the victim, the victim of the Hillary Clinton campaign, the DNC, and the Obama and Biden administrations. The perpetrators are perpetrating the impeachment. The perpetrators are covering up what they did. With this massive investigation of Russia collusion, but we never investigated the Obama administration. We never investigated the Hillary Clinton campaign. We never investigated the DNC. All we investigated was the victim, Trump, who they're planning on impeaching this week. And they unleashed a special counsel. Schumer and the others put great pressure on the Justice Department, and they appointed a special counsel in violation of the Department of Justice regulations. And it went on f- forever. And it came up empty. More when I return.
3: Much
1: love in.
0: You're listening to the best of the Mark Levin Show. Happy New Year. So my uh, seven or eight minutes or whatever it was, even longer, on Fox and Friends that Sunday, on uh, March 5th, 2017, was based solely on published newspaper articles. And so I pulled them together. And they were based clearly on leaks that were coming out of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, probably out of the CIA as well as the White House. And the media distanced itself from the media. You, The New York Times basically denying its own reporting. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I put it to them. I put it to them. They thought they were going to destroy the president, and they were look at these leaks, and they whoa, 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 wait a minute. These leaks about FISA and all the rest tell me that the Trump administration, excuse me, the Trump campaign, and later, I guess, the administration, were spied on. You must be a right-wing nut. I got a lot more when we return. All three hours, very, very important today. I hope you'll stick with me. I'll be right back. This is the best of The Mark Levin Show. Happy New Year.
2: America's most powerful conservative voice. The Mark Levin Show. Dial in now. 877-381-3811.
0: Having gone schizophrenic over their reporting about the FBI's surveillance of the Trump campaign and the Trump transition and the Trump presidency... The only thing the media knew how to do was to lash out. They never did square that circle. Was the reporting accurate? Mostly. Would they stand behind it? Not really. They had an agenda, as they do today. So how did the media react to my presentation of what the media had said? I merely took the time to pull together... What they had written and said over the course of a half a year. This is what they did. Go ahead.
2: White House officials say that the president's sources were various conservative outlets, most prominently, perhaps, radio host Mark Levin, who seemed to take three basic chunks of information and combine them into one conspiracy theory of what he calls a silent coup. And on the conservative Breitbart website, which Friday highlighted a conspiracy-loving radio talk show host, Mark Levin. Now, the story asserted that Obama has been trying to undermine Trump at every turn. As you can see from the headline, it was inspired by a Thursday night radio segment by conservative talk show host Mark Levin. (laughs) Apparently, uh, this idea came from right-wing radio host and unlicensed gynecologist Mark Levin, who ranted about these wiretaps on his radio show. That show was then written up by Breitbart as Mark Levin to Congress investigate Obama's silent coup. Versus Trump.
4: What does the White House gain by the president of the United by Steve Bannon most likely handing the president of the United States a a Breitbart article article and 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 talking about what a
2: rabid right wing talk show host uh, has
3: been theorizing? Start with uh, firebrand conservative radio host Mark Levin. Uh, Briefly, for people who don't know, who is he?
2: He's uh, got quite a following, and he's not just a conservative. figure Figure, but often espousing relatively radical positions about the need to uh, reinvent the Constitution and the government and ways in which we think about society. The notion that Mark Levin is a news outlet, it's, it's not the New York Times, it's not the Washington Post, it's not the Wall Street Journal, it's not the LA Times, it's not a major news network. It's Mark Levin, a guy who... You know, I know what talk radio guys do, on left and right, mostly and right. They rile, rile people up with outrageous charges and nobody keeps count of them. Yes. But here's the President of the United States getting his information from these people. Evidence for suggesting President Obama has committed a crime seems pretty thin. The detailed speculation from a conspiracy-loving talk show host, Mark uh, Levin. Okay,
4: I think we can now officially declare that Trump has a worse media diet than the son of Sam Killer. And he got all
2: his news from a talking dog who told him to murder.
0: And it went on like that. Uh, So... They never did come to grips, even to this day they haven't come to grips with their own reporting. Because they were the recipient of felonious leaks from the FBI and other sources in the government. And those leaks would continue. But now this report underscores what we already knew, that the surveillance did take place. And if I was inaccurate in anything I said, it wasn't as a result of my reporting, it was a result of their reporting. I simply reviewed it very carefully, and then my sixth sense told me to keep digging, and I kept digging, and I kept going back further and further, and there was a pattern of leaks, mostly from the FBI, and it was obvious to me as a former Chief of Staff to an Attorney General. The same Democrats that like to talk about impeachment, abuse of power, had no interest in pursuing it whatsoever, none. The Mueller investigation pursued none of it. Now we have this FISA report, where he can only pursue so much as the inspector general. Confidential informants. It was even worse than I said. Multiple FISA applications and extensions for warrants. This is essentially what I said based on the articles, wasn't it, Mr. Producer? And yet they go on and on. Right wing, right wing. I don't even know what right wing means. If you support the Constitution, you're a right winger? No, I don't think so. Now, by the way, according to a new survey on 2020, you know, 2020 New Year's resolutions, the two top resolutions are reducing debt followed by spending less. Now, there are a lot of small steps that can get you there. But if you're a homeowner who's interested in saving hundreds to even a $1,000 a month, you need to call my friends at American Financing. Their salary-based mortgage consultants will discuss mortgage refinance options that can get you out of high interest debt faster and add more money to your budget. I like them because they really are in it for you. No pressure, no obligation, no upfront fees. Just custom home loans that meet your goals and your needs, including free pre-qualification. they have currently saving customers up to $1,000 a month, sometimes more. Why not see what they can do for you? It's painless and quick. It only takes 10 minutes to get started when you call 888-900-1828. That's 888 900 1828 or AmericanFinancing dot net, AmericanFinancing NMLS one eight two three three four, www So the matter will still soon move to the Senate. Now, what's already interesting in the media coverage is that Chuck Schumer is getting more media time, trying to create the narrative and position what's taking place in the Senate than Mitch McConnell and the Republicans. He's in the minority. The majority in the House had far more media time than the minority in the House because they were driving the agenda. Chuck Schumer can't drive the agenda unless four Republicans are peeled off. And yet Chuck Schumer is now saying what he demands, what he wants, and the media are regurgitating this. Did they regurgitate what Devin Nunes said he needed and wanted? Or Jim Jordan, what he needed and wanted? And down the list, of course not. So this is the way it works in this country, with our media. And it's taking its toll on the media. It's taking its toll. There's a new survey out by Pew. And it is summarized well, and I have the survey here as well, and we'll get into it a little later. But I want to get into the general aspects of it, the major findings. In a piece that was in the Washington Examiner by Stephen Denon yesterday. Missteps selective coverage drive Trump supporters into full revolt against the press. President Trump has broken the press in America. Let's stop right there. We've never seen anything like we've seen today with our monopoly media. But the press broke the press. President Trump did not break the press. The press broke the press. In An Unfreedom of the Press, I explained that the press was going to break the press. And we're on that in a moment. He goes on to non, or at least he has left it bruised and battered, according to an analysis by the Pew Research Center, which crunched reams of data collected from 50 surveys and found that while Democrats continue to have faith in the American media... Mr. Trump's followers are quite done with it all. The findings were released just days after the press received its latest black eye in the Inspector General's report, looking at the FBI's behavior during its investigation into Mr. Trump. The Inspector General thoroughly punctured journalists who insisted that the Christopher Sill dossier had little to do with the FBI's ability to obtain a secret warrant to spy on one of the candidate's advisors. Fueled by those sorts of media missteps... Mr. Trump's followers are in full revolt against the press. According to Pew, the stronger the support for the president, the harsher the attitude toward the fourth estate. And the more knowledge about politics, the deeper the divide. A staggering 91% of politically woke Democrats say journalists are acting in the best interests of the public. Only 16% of politically astute Republicans say the same thing Pew found. Republicans who strongly approve of the job Trump is doing are far more pessimistic in their evaluations of the news media than other Republicans. And Democrats, who are most disapproving of Trump's performance, are often more supportive of the news media than Democrats who disapprove less strongly, the researchers concluded. The one area of agreement, neither side thinks the press deals fairly with perspectives, that is, all perspectives of the news. The last four years show the press is fundamentally broken, said Curtis Houck, managing editor at Newsbusters. Mr. Houck said CNN did spend additional time on the Republican hearing, but that was on tone reporters and pundits who focus on the inspector general's finding. Let's see here. According to Pew... They found that just twenty percent of Republicans think journalists have high ethical standards. Only thirty percent believe the press acts in the best interests of the public. Self-identified Democrats, meanwhile, were far more forgiving seventy six percent saying the press acts for the public, and sixty four percent believing in the high ethical standards. Even Democrats are skeptical of fairness in the press. just thirty seven percent said news organizations deal fairly with all sides. Among Republicans, only The more Republicans support Trump, the less likely they are to see journalists as fair credible. Christina Bellatoni, who as a reporter covered Washington for years, including the Washington Times and who is now director of the Annenberg Media Center at the University of Southern California, said the tension between the press and the president has exposed fault lines. She said, I don't think Trump is to blame for the state of how people feel about the media, and I agree with that, and I'll prove it in a moment. He exemplifies what the media gets wrong, and people are craving a more informed conversation. And she said reporters compound the situation by uh, taking to platforms such as Twitter, where they supplement the reporting with unfiltered thoughts and snark, including about the president. The press has turned back the trust, she said. And until it does, I think those Pew numbers will go down. People see there's a sense sense one side is rooting for another. And the dossier by Steele, a former British intelligence officer, has been a major fault line. Breathlessly reported in the weeks before the 2017 presidential inauguration. Laurid stories of Mr. Trump cavorting with prostitutes in a Moscow hotel room have now been deemed ridiculous at best. And Russian disinformation at worst. After the inspector general announced findings that the FBI misused the steel dossier, his office took a victory lap, that is Grassley's. Other Twitter accounts joined the push for accountability. One account by the name Technofog blasted reporters from NBC, CNN, Reuters, Politico, and the Washington Post. Where reporter Shane Harris insisted last year that, quote, the dossier was not used as the basis for a FISA warrant on Carter Page, unquote. But in fact, the Inspector General found the dossier was the critical tipping point that persuaded the FBI, which previously blocked a FISA application, to move ahead with one. Left-wing media watchdog, so-called Media Matters, meanwhile, used its website to blast Fox News for an on-air Claim that suggests the still dossier was the basis for the entire FBI investigation into Mr. Trump. In fact, the Inspector General said that investigation was open before the dossier was in the Bureau's hands. and was based on allegations against a different Trump staffer than the one from whom the FBI obtained the FISA warrant. Media Matters did not respond to requests for comment from the Times. This is crucially important now. The media have been caught. The media and the Democrat Party, Mr. Producer, serve as co-equal proctologists, one for the other. And I want to get into this in more detail. We'll be right back.
3: Mark
1: Levin.
0: This is Mark Levin wishing you a Happy New Year. Now back to the best of me. By the way, have you been to a bar, uh, Barnes & Noble lately, Mr. Perdue? It's like a, uh, a temple to Michelle Obama. Her book is everywhere. And then they have some of Obama, uh, Barack Obama's books. No, if you want to find Unfreedom of the Press, you've got to search. They even have Howard Stern's book all over the place. But the number one political book of the year, the number one conservative book of the year, the number one book on the press of the year, you got to search and find it, which is why a lot of people go to Amazon. But I want to spend some time on this, folks, because people highlight, look at this Pew Research, look at this, look at this. A free press is our institution. It doesn't belong to these corporations. Just because people show up on TV, the Jake Tappers, the Don Lemons, the Cuomos, Brian Stelters, and all the rest of them. They may be on TV, they may be paid by these corporations, but a free press belongs to we the people. I don't mean we own these companies, I mean that principle belongs to us, and we need to fight for it. You know, computer systems in cars are the new normal, very complicated. From electronically controlled transmissions, to touch screen displays, to dozens of sensors. But all this advanced tech is expensive to fix if and when it breaks. That's why I have CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield has helped over 1 million customers. So drive with confidence knowing you got coverage from America's number one auto protection provider. Whether you have 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles on your vehicle, it's inevitable. Something will break. Get covered by CarShield today. Call 800-CAR-6000, 800-CAR-6000, and mention code LEVIN. Or visit carshield.com, that's carshield.com, and use code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. Either way, you'll save 10%. That's carshield.com, code LEVIN, or 800-CAR-6000, code LEVIN. A deductible may apply. We have... Uh, no internal policing when it comes to the media. We have no serious professional standards anymore. People in the media, so-called journalists, they just announce that they're journalists. And that whatever they say, they are free to say. It's a statement of fact in that regard. But that's not what journalism is. They consider themselves a profession, and that's the point. They're really not a profession... If they ever were, they're not anymore. When you have half the country that detests you, something is wrong, and it predates Donald Trump. When you have 90% of the news coverage from major media outlets in the first 100 days of the Trump presidency, negative, something's wrong. When you have the media pushing conspiracy theories about Russia collusion and denying actual facts, which includes Ukrainian interference in our election, as well as Russian interference in our election, by rejecting the facts of Ukrainian investigation, uh, interference in our election, as ruled by a Ukrainian court even, in order to protect the Democrat Party and their narrative, you have a problem. When all we get, pretty much, from the coverage now of this so-called impeachment Is the press praying along with this system as if it's legitimate? When it's illegitimate and unconstitutional, rather than placing a check on an out of control Democrat party in Congress, we have a problem. Please stick with me. I consider this very, very important. I think you will too. We'll be right back. You're listening to the best of the Mark Levin show. Happy New Year. He's
1: here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
0: Hello, America. Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Don't forget, Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, our new time, 5 p.m. Pacific, 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 our new time, Life, Liberty, and Levin, one-on-one, Levin and Dershowitz, for a full hour, never happened before, not for a hit of three minutes, with 13 get, no, a full discussion about the Constitution, impeachment, subpoenas. And by the way, the allegations against him. We'll spend time on that too. I think you're going to be blown away by the interview. I really do. So whatever you're doing, please mark it down. Tell your friends and family. Gee, I wonder what's on CNN and MSNBC. See, nobody cares. Nobody cares. And again, I want to have an open invitation. All those who are running for president of the United States, Democrats, you're welcome to come on the program. Nancy Pelosi, you're welcome. Adam Schiff, you're welcome. Nadler, you're welcome. Who else? Schumer, you're welcome. Just this Swalwell. I don't even want him around me, you know. The guy's gaseous. I don't want him screwing up my studio, Mr. Producer, and my chairs and everything. Jim Cramer is a financial analyst on CNBC. When this report came out, the numbers on on employment, it's not even unemployment, it's employment, job creation. Seven million new jobs created under Donald Trump in less than three years. Less than three years. The best economy when it comes to jobs, American jobs, in over half a century. How do you dismiss this? How do you play this down? And yet, that's what they're doing. Instead, it's constant impeachment, impeachment, abuse, abuse. This is their intention. This is what the left does. We're all the economic analysts. Climate change. We're going to talk about climate change. I'm challenging Chuck Todd to come on my show. Let's have a discussion about climate change. Nancy Pelosi. They don't even know what climate change is. They don't even know how to describe it. I'm more than happy to discuss it. I've written two books where I address climate change. But I actually read the reports and listen to the experts. Not just the propaganda. All right. Jim Cramer on CNBC this morning. With Joe Kernan. Who the hell is Joe Kernan, Mr. McDowell? I don't even know. Who is Joe Kernan? Well, of course, he's a colleague, but I mean, do we know anything about Joe Kernan? I don't. Just another not-so-pretty face? Anyway. By the way, on CNN, you can't even say just another pretty face. They all look, you know, awful. May I say awful? Is that a word I'm allowed to use? Awful. Jim Cramer, cut 12, go.
2: a list of what the cable companies, cable, CNN, MSN, what do they cover? The number 16, 16th, is positive economic news. All the rest of them are negative. So you know what's going on here, Joe. People don't want to say good things. And this is the best number I've ever seen in my life.
0: Stop. Now, Cramer is not a so-called conservative. He says these numbers are the best he's ever seen in his life. And same with the rest of us they the best numbers in half a century, over half a century, with respect to employment. We, nobody living has ever seen anything better than this. At least most of those living have never seen anything better than this. Maybe you can go back to Eisenhower post-war, but that's how far back you have to go. And they say, oh, this Trump is a dunce. Oh, this Trump doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, this Trump this. He's way ahead. He's way ahead. He knows what he's doing and he knows what he wants to do. Can you imagine if the other party were a normal opposition party rather than trying to burn down the country for their own benefit? Go ahead.
2: Is it going to, is it, well, I said this earlier, right? and, and is it, can it last forever, Jim? How can it last forever, uh, unless it's a participation rate? And it, it, if you No, I think it, it, it has to go up, Joe, because when we win the trade war, which you know we're going to win now because we have the better numbers, then they're going to have to put jobs here. That's what they're going to have to do. We're not even talking about that yet. In the end, the Chinese are going to have to put jobs here, because this thing is uh, you, The president can walk away from the table with this number. You are so anti-normal, knee-jerk thinking of the MSM. So we could actually have more jobs coming back if we win the trade war. No, you won't see that written or said anywhere. Well, you know, sometimes the truth sets people free. Yeah. That's a beautiful both, love. Joe, you and I both know. These are 50 years, okay? Now, I, I'm 64. There's 50, there's beating, I, I didn't know about things where in 13, when I was 13 and 14, other than the war. But these are, I, I'm not going to say it. I, 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 you, can't, you can't contradict that these are the best numbers of our lives.
0: By the way, I'm told Joe Kernan's a pretty good guy. Sorry, Joe. What do I know? I mean, I just assume it's like original sin. Um, as my Christian friends tell me, these are the best employment numbers that I've ever seen in my lifetime, and I'm 62. Shouldn't we be celebrating this, that our fellow Americans are working? Do you know jobs go unfilled because there aren't enough people to fill them? Or are there are people on the dole who don't want to get off the dole in order to fill the jobs? Uh, This is incredible. And the fact is, China's economy is hurting. Russia's economy is hurting. Iran's economy, you heard Mr. Hook last night, who is our point man in dealing with the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran, Ben Hook. And he said, their economy has shrunk by 13%. If this were Obama and all these jobs were being created and the unemployment level was was at a at better than it's ever been in a half a century, they'd have a ticker tape parade for the guy. And many, many of these jobs are going to minorities and going into metropolitan areas. Where these mayors have killed these cities, but the president's national economic federal policies have, may I use a liberal metaphor, trickled down. Because trickle-down works. It's called creating policies that resonate throughout the economy. Now, this should be the lead story in every newsroom. It's not. In a 30-minute news show, they should spend 10 or 15 minutes on explaining what's taking place. They won't for two reasons. They hate Trump and they hate capitalism. Better to talk about climate change because the Marxists in Germany and France came up with this this Green New Deal, climate change agenda, and you and I are now supposed to surrender our wealth, surrender our liberty, surrender our security to this ideology. John Kerry's out there pushing it. John Kerry is a certifiable moron. Weather, this guy doesn't even put on a raincoat when it's raining. He doesn't know the weather. And yet he puts on a raincoat when it's not raining. What's that tell you, Mr. Peters? I mean, there we have Joe Biden. He likes little kids sitting in his lap. Look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not in, implying anything. He just said he likes it. But this is what's going on with the economy. Now, here's what Trump said today. Cut 13, go.
4: Other countries have lost many trillions of dollars. We're by far the largest economy in the world, and that was going to change. For many years, they were saying that was going to change. We were going to go to number two uh, during this presidency. That uh, was years ago. and. Uh, I guess that uh, the wrong president got elected from the standpoint, that uh, there are a lot of people very unhappy about it, so they wish they certainly think it was the wrong president. they would have rather had somebody else because they're not number one, we're number one, and we're, we're so far ahead uh, that uh, people can't even believe it.
0: He's right. He's right. And he gets no credit. And he look what he's doing. He's fighting the Democrats. He's fighting the media. He's fighting academia. He's fighting the rhinos. He's fighting China. He's fighting Russia. Yes, he is. And he's winning. Congress can't take credit for any of this. Well, Mark, the tax cuts, right. But that Congress is gone. It's a new Congress. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: This is the best of the Mark Levin Show. Happy New Year. I'm reminded uh, when I listened to these leftists, Nancy Pelosi yesterday, that James Rosen is a hell of a reporter. Peter Doocy, hell of a reporter. These are serious people that ask serious questions. And they make these candidates uncomfortable, not because they're gotcha or provocative or anything like that. They're asking questions that are in the mind of many people. They're not offense. And when Rosen asked Pelosi, does she hate Trump? She was walking away from the, actually sort of slipping and sliding away from the microphone, and she comes back. She's angry. She's shaking. Her eyes are twitching. And one of the things she said struck me. And I'm paraphrasing. Something to the effect: I don't hate anyone. I'm Catholic. Did she say something like that, Richie V? And you're Catholic, right? You're and you're evangelical Catholic. Okay. But that's that's what she said. Something to that effect. And, I, and I'm sitting here thinking, as I do during the break. So she doesn't hate anyone. But abortion is perfectly fine. That is, abortion for any reason and at any time. But she doesn't hate anyone. So aborting people, that's right, I said people. Aborting people is okay, but hating them is not. There's something really sick about this. There's something that's incongruous about this, and we ne- never allow ourselves to have an honest discussion about it. Now you're turning off these the suburban moms. I don't care who the hell I'm turning off. What about them turning off me? Let's go to Stu in Peru, Indiana. Sirius Satellite, Go.
1: Yeah, Mark, thanks so much. Um, I happen to go out to MarketWatch to take a look
5: at some of the uh, market performance news,
3: mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, they can't mm-hmm.
5: help themselves. They're, all of the uh, headlines, they come out with qualifiers on them. They say, record market uh, gains, but recession looms. Uh, experts forecast recession in 2020.
0: But haven't they been saying recession since the day uh, Trump walked into the Oval Office?
5: Oh, Pretty yeah. Much? Mark Cuban said the market was going to crash.
0: Who said that Mark Cuban you know I, I, I don't know this guy, Mark Cuban, but uh, I'm, I'm of two minds with this guy that he kind of lucked into his billions with the uh, the, the, the big internet uh, explosion, or he's a sharp guy, but the more he talks, the dumber he sounds to me.
1: <laughs> There's so many of them like that.
0: yeah all right, brother, thank you for your call. They should be celebrating these numbers. They should. Can we celebrate anything? Can we celebrate anything? Let's go to Robert. Abilene, Texas. XM Satellite. Yes, sir. How may I help you? Mr.
5: Levin, I appreciate you letting me come on the phone, but I do take issue with what you're saying (coughs) about impeaching the next Democratic president because I believe that that is setting a, a precedent that's not... That doesn't have any integrity. It's beneath the people of the United States. At what? I said I believe that's beneath the people of the United States because we're stooping to their level. And I don't see.
0: This is the argument all the time. This is why conservatives and Republicans wave as their country is destroyed. See, when we take them on and engage them and use their tactics to defeat them, we are beneath the people of the United States. So just stand by and keep saying they're beneath the people of the United States while they destroy our Constitution. I strongly disagree with that mindset, and it's why we're losing our country. And it's why we would lose any military battle whatsoever. Let me tell you a little story, Robert, about beneath the American people. When my mother's father, my grandfather, was fighting in Iwo Jima, the Japanese wouldn't take prisoners. In fact, the Japanese would often booby-trap American soldiers, Marines, who they, who they captured and send them back into their units where obviously they would be blown up. They were horrendous to their prisoners. You know what our guys did after that, Robert? Yes, sir. They executed their prisoners. Our Marines executed the Japanese prisoners. It was the only way to stop them. It was the only way to survive. Tell me, was that beneath the American people?
5: No, sir, I agree with that completely. Why? Look, I feel like that that was an enemy of the U.S., and that's what it has to— Well,
0: sir, to look, like the enemy of the United States, there's no question about that. We're talking about the survival of this republic. And it seems to me when you have a party that has unmoored itself from the constitutional system and then claims to use it for the purpose of destroying the franchise for 63 million people who voted for a president— who are trying to destroy a president 11 months before the next election, who are using the House of Representatives and abusing the impeachment clause to advance their own political party in 2020, who have dragged the nation through this process while we're facing down enemies abroad, I'd say that's pretty damn dangerous. And if you have a better idea on how to stop it than I do, I'd like to hear it.
5: Well, I understand that.
0: If you have a better idea on how to stop it, I'd like to hear it.
5: But at what point does that stop? What point? does
0: It stops like it did with the independent council statute, which was passed in 1978 when the Democrats rammed it through and they got Jimmy Carter to sign off on it. And it was used in many ways to go after Republican presidents. And then it was used against Bill Clinton. Repeatedly. And then the Democrats, Barney Frank, one of the authors, Carl Levin, one of the authors said, you know what? We now agree with the Republicans. We need to get rid of this statute. And they let it lapse. At what point? The point is now. You don't have to agree. There are summer soldiers and there are people who understand what the hell's going on here. They're debate clubs and they're activists. But I appreciate your call, Robert. You take care of yourself. Let me reiterate what I said. The next Democrat president must be impeached. The reason why a pretext can be developed is irrelevant to me. But I know of no other way, I know of no other way to stop the mob that is threatening this country and the Democrat Party. If they feel the Republicans are going to roll over every time, and I'm worried they will, and I'm talking about the Senate, not the House, that's for sure, then they're going to keep it up. But you and I have an obligation to defend this country too, to defend the Constitution, to defend the branches of the government, separation of powers, and to defend the president we voted for. It's our country. This is aimed not just at Donald Trump, it's aimed at you, Mr. and Mrs. America. Somebody has a better idea, let's hear it now. I don't know what they're waiting for. I'll be right back. This is Mark Levin wishing you a Happy New Year. Now back to the best of me.
1: Can't got your tongue? Cough up a fur ball and call 877-381-3811 right now from Mark Levin.
0: I haven't seen a single ad since I've been on the air now almost three hours on Fox for our Sunday show. So I have to keep mentioning it. Because they don't, Mr. Producer. I don't get it. Maybe they don't mention the weekend shows on Friday, but, the, but I think they should. Please don't forget, this Sunday's is a really big show, as Ed Sullivan used to say. Mark, who's Ed Sullivan? Google it. By the way, Pete Buttigieg, what exactly does this guy have to offer the country? I don't want to know about personal lives. It I, I, doesn't matter to me. When you're sitting there making decisions about war and peace and the economy and so forth, who you're married to and so forth, that's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Not voting for anybody because they have an affirmative right to be president because they, are, they identify with a particular group or not. It's not the group that's making decisions when you make presidential decisions. This isn't an affirmative action job. And I don't just mean that on race or sex. It's just not. You're, the American people have a big decision to make. And I'm, try, I'm tired of being told what the little checklist is from the left and the media. And Cory Booker, the reason why even your own party is rejecting you is because you're an idiot. You bring nothing to the table. Your record in Newark sucked. That's it, pal. That's it. I know it's tough. I know it's tough. But it's you. That's why. You suck. Let me go on. It's enforced compliance season. If you owe the IRS, you need to take action because the IRS can garnish your paycheck seize your bank account, and put a lien on your home. Don't wait until it's too late. Call Optima Tax Relief while you still have options. Now, they've resolved over a billion dollars in tax debt for folks just like you. Optima steps between you and the IRS, fighting on your behalf to help stop the demand letters and aggressive uh, collection actions so you can get back to your life. No one's more skilled at solving tough IRS problems than Optima Tax Relief. Call now, and ask about the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the RS has ever offered. And if you qualify, you can save thousands. You deserve a fresh start. Call Optima now for your free consultation. 800-499-6300. 800-499-6300. 800-499-6300. Some restrictions apply, not many. For complete details, please visit optimataxrelief.com. They are a great, a great business that is there to protect you. They have experts, lawyers, former IRS types, and so forth. Absolutely terrific. Rob Oswego, Kansas, KZRG, our great affiliate. How are you? Good. How are you, Mark? Very well. Thank you, sir.
1: Hey, I just wanted to uh, real quick say I agree with you on impeaching the next Democratic president, because as a veteran, I took an oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Mm-hmm. And the way I see it is these liberal Democrats are enemies.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, they're not, they're, not, uh, they're not contributing to the nation in a way that's healthy, are they? No.
1: All they've done for the last four years is try to block everything Trump does you know, we've all seen the unemployment numbers, how they're the greatest in 50 years. And like you said earlier, nobody wants to talk about it. You know, all they want to do is find a way to get him out of there because they know they can't beat him.
0: Abuse of power coming from the left. Isn't that pretty funny? Yeah. <laughs> That's all they do is abuse power. They, here they are abusing the impeachment power, abusing the process, and they talk about the abuse of power. It's, it's incredible. I mean, it, it is really uh, Marxism in wonderland here. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. <coughs> Excuse me. My cholera has kicked in, Mr. Producer. No, no, no. Just kidding. Let's see. Jay, Augusta, Georgia, Sirius Satellite. How are you, sir? I'm great. How you doing, Mark? Very well. Jay, how you been? I'm good, buddy. And I want to just tell you I'm behind you 100%
5: as far as impeaching the next Democrat president because Mm -hmm. all they care about is destroying this country. And if conservatives, especially a couple of callers ago, keep on saying that's beneath us, if we don't start fighting for this country, we're going to lose it.
0: I agree. I mean, it's... Go ahead.
5: People don't wake up, you know, we're going to lose this country.
0: Mm -hmm. No, you're right.
5: I just... I appreciate what you're doing. I I I got friends, and I keep on. They keep on telling me, you know, well, two wrongs don't make a right. Bull crap. When you're in a fight, you fight to win. Mm-hmm. And and I, I'm tired of us turning the other cheek because we're good people, and and allowing our country to be destroyed like it's been over the last twenty to thirty years.
0: I'm, I'm 30 with you. Say again, brother. Say, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you.
5: I'm 61 years old, and I've been watching it happen and been speaking up against it, and I'm just tired. I'm I'm ready to fight back, and people better start fighting back, or else we're not going to know this country in another 20 years.
0: No, you're exactly right. Jay, good to hear from you, buddy. Let's continue. And Albany, Oregon. Oregon's wide awake tonight on the Mark Levin app. How are you?
6: Hi Mark, it's an honor and you're a wonderful person. Thank you for all you do. I'm well,
3: calling aren't you kind?
6: I to... Oh, you're so nice. Thank you. I used to live in Orange County, California. We sold our home like 3 years ago and moved to Albany, Oregon. But mm-hmm. I just want to say that the Obama era um, the Obama-era economy hurt us when we were there. Trump is doing a wonderful job. We're doing mm-hmm. wonderful here, and I never want to go back to that type of recession again. I've been through many, how you go through them, and then you, you wait a little bit, and then you have a but, better But
0: economy. But look how they're rooting for it. The media are rooting for it. The Democrats are rooting for it because they hope— That idiot Bill Maher wanted it because they're unaffected by recessions. They're unaffected. They're wealthy enough or or the business they're in is unaffected by a recession. It's hardworking Americans who are affected by a recession. And recessions are horrific. And a bad recession, if it's handled wrong, could lead to a Great Depression. And yet they root for this stuff.
6: I, I just can't believe what the Dems are doing. They are so mean and they're so selfish. Every time they talk about Trump, every time they attack him on everything, they're talking about themselves. They are doing it They're doing it because mm-hmm. they think they're above the law. They, they are not above the law. They are the ones that are hurting themselves, and they are the ones that are the mean people when they talk about mean things about Trump.
0: I'm with you, kid. Thanks for your call. Great callers tonight. Henry, Birmingham, Alabama, XM Satellite, go.
4: Hey, Mark, you are the revere of conservative radio. You're riding them ether waves trying to wake the sleeping giant up, and you've got to keep at it, man. I love you so much.
0: Thank it's you. So you're cool. very kind. You're very and kind.
4: You, you're an intellectual giant. Well, I don't know about that. People. But thank oh, you. I know about that. Well, yeah. maybe not a giant, right? But <laughs> you're way better than anyone else in this world right now when it comes to Americanism. Oh, anyway, man. I got to tell you, I got disagree with uh, uh, the the impeachment of the next Democrat president. Yeah. We don't need another Democrat president. Well, we that's true need, too. Yeah, we don't. At first, if we before we impeach him or her,
0: would uh, God help us? Hey, we got to defeat we, him. No, I, I agree with that. <laughs> no, that's true. But I'm saying the next one, there will be one. And what they ought to say is we're applying the Pelosi, Schiff, Nadler media standards. If it was good enough for them, it's good enough for us. Well, we can't lower ourselves to that. We must in order to get our country back and our Constitution back. We have no choice. I'm sorry. Go ahead, my friend.
4: The bigotry of low expectations is all we'll get out of another Democrat president but i want to say this that since i read reading your book which i don't seem to be able to keep in my hands everybody wants to take it from me every time i Isn't have it now nice. anyway i'm sorry
0: it's very nice thank you
4: oh well, you deserve all the accolades i can muster up mm-hmm. for you today and every day I, i'm telling you every time i watch the news and it, which, sadly but i watch the evening news and Every time, do you not notice something that they always have to, under a Republican, they always have to revise the numbers up. But under Obama, every time they put out 100, maybe if they were lucky, got uh, 100,000 new new, new workers, they would have to revise the numbers down. And they never reported on it, just like they never report on revising the numbers up under Trump or any other uh, Republican president. And I would add also, thank Mm -hmm. God for Trump. Because he has ignited something that has been long missing, and it's in the DNA of the American people, and that is competition, the competitive spirit of the American that wants to work, who wants to provide for their family, who wants to make this country great, who wants to provide with their hands everything they can muster up to give their family a leg up in the world. And I just wanted to add that one on there. So,
0: all right, my Mark, brother. I really appreciate your very, very kind call. Rosie, Long Island, New York. The great WABC. Go. Thank you, Mark. I just want to say, as a devout Catholic, I'm offended by Nancy Pelosi's
6: actions. I've,
0: Let me uh, just say, this as a Jew, I'm offended by her too. But anyway, go ahead.
6: Accusing an honest man of a, some a crime that he never committed. I mean, if mm-hmm. you watch the the uh, the you know the trials that they had, mm-hmm. and he can run rings around them. They have no, you know, they they don't know how to get to him and they have and he has them cornered. He's a great president. He's going to surpass President Reagan. President Reagan's probably looking down at him and smiling. And I just want to thank President uh, Trump from the bottom of my heart for taking on this this fight and for fighting for America and for making America great and he's a true warrior in every sense of the word.
0: All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. We'll be right back. Much You're listening to the best of the Mark Levin Show. Happy New Year. You know, there's another reason why Fox creams their so-called competition. Now, I say this as somebody who works there, but I'm trying to be as objective as possible. I'm not talking about myself. Prime time lineup Look at that prime time lineup. You have Carlson, Hannity, Ingram. Look at the prime time lineup on the other networks. It's not just that those three are conservatives or libertarians or populists or whatever you want to call them. they're all different in their own way. They're so much smarter and substantive and entertaining. I'm quite serious about it. It's like a military operation or a sports team or whatever it is. They're so far and beyond, so far ahead of the others in content and in every other respect. That's why you watch them. You don't watch them simply to reinforce your viewpoints. Oh, that's a good reason, but it's because they interest you, they're entertaining. The fact is, they're not just competing with CNN and MSNBC. They're competing with the networks. They're competing with your lifestyle. They're competing with a lot of things. And they win day in and day out. I should talk more about this next week. Omaha Steaks is America's original butcher, bringing families together since 1917. Order with complete confidence today. And right now, Omaha Steaks is sharing an amazing limited-time holiday offer with my listeners, To get a jump on your holiday shopping, go to omahasteaks.com. Make sure you enter my name, code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, in the search bar to order. The favorite gift package. The gift everyone will love for only $69.99. Order now and you'll get this. Four six-ounce bacon-wrapped filet mignons. The most tender steak in the world. Four savory premium pork chops. Four Omaha Steaks burgers. Four perfectly brown potatoes au gratin. Four made from scratch caramel apple tartlets. An Omaha Steaks signature seasoning packet. Plus, only for you, my listeners, a free six piece cutlery set and cutting board. Again, order right now and you can get the favorite gift holiday package plus the free six piece cutlery set and cutting board for only $69.99. Just go to omahasteaks.com, type in Levin. L-E-V-I-N in the search bar. Don't wait. This offer ends soon. Go to almahasteaks.com, type in Levin into the search bar to order the gift everyone will love. Order the favorite gift package today. Well, it's going to be a little tense in the Levin household tomorrow, Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern time. Little Barney will be operated on in three different places in his back. And he's about 11 year old, eleven years old now. And he is a happy, joyous little fella. So our fingers are crossed. And uh, I will inform you what's going on when I know what's going on next week. But we love our little buddy. Now, every week, every Friday, in honor of you, the American people... folks. The week is officially over. The weekend begins now. Please don't forget Sunday night's fabulous big show, 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox, one hour, Dershowitz and Levin. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, all of you who protect us. Thank you, and God bless you. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Smokey, and good night, Gigi, and bless you, Barney. Fingers crossed. Ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful weekend. We thank you very, very much for your being here. Keep your chin up. And good night, Dad, Mom, and Leo. God bless.